So, for those who don't know me, my name is Joel. I am ICF Kids Ministry Captain, also known as a Sunday school teacher. Let me just make it easy. Also known most likely as a church babysitter, but it's fine. I take those names with pride and with humbleness to be here today. And I'm here because today I answered a call. I'm here, to, I'm here because today I was ready. In fact, I am ready to share a message with you. So since I'm a Sunday school teacher, I said, let me turn this place into a Sunday school. What do you think? So I'm going to start with an easy question, okay? Easy. Who knows the story of Samuel? Raise up your hand. Okay. Only half of the congregation. That's great. I guess some of you have to take it back to Sunday school with me next week. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. So we all know, at least majority of us, we know the story of Samuel, right? Of old Samuel, let me say. Samuel when he was a priest. Samuel when he anointed King David and King Saul as kings. But let's take some steps back. Let's go back to when Samuel was a child in his purest form. So let's open our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. 1 Samuel chapter 3, the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. Are we there? Okay. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. And I'll read. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could not barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Please go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Please, please go back to bed. Next, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So for the third time, God called him Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, you called me. If it was Eli, by now I would have locked the door. But still, <laughs> Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go up, uh, go and lie down, rather. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back, he lay down, and we'll get to the next verse. So in the kids' ministry... We are also doing the team ready for the call, and we're learning it through the story of Samuel, baby Samuel, by the way. We're learning through his story, and this today, I'm going to show you a message on why a child, not even up to 10 years old, was ready for the call. So first thing first from our story, what did Samuel do? He woke up. I'm going to ask you another question. Who loves sleeping? Raise up your hand. Parents, please don't lie. Your kids tell me everything. <laughs> if you love sleeping, just be honest. So we all do love sleeping, right? But I guess Samuel did not because he didn't wake up just once, twice, thrice. He woke up four good times. And one thing I noticed that every single time he woke up, Samuel never asked any question. He never asked, why am I being disturbed? Why is someone waking me up at this time of the night? I mean, it's three o'clock. Why am I being disturbed? But Samuel didn't say any of that. And my question was, why? And the answer is because Samuel is a child. And that's what children do. When your parent calls you as a child, you stand up and you go to them, especially us that come from African backgrounds or Asian backgrounds. When our parents call us, no matter what you're doing, you leave it and you go and you answer. And that's because, it's true, well, I do that. And that's because our parents, we trust them. We know that they want what's good for us. 
So we go to them, no matter what time it is, we still go to them. And we tend to forget that we are actually God's children. We are children in the sight of God. So when God calls you, ask the same way you show respect to your parents, ask the same way you trust them, you go to him straight. And if you think about it, this is such a military behavior. Like one, two, he woke up and went straight. And that shows respect. He respected the call. He could have been his mom. He could have been his dad. He could have been the priest. He could have even been God. But he showed respect and he went. And sometimes you have to realize that when God is calling you, you have to give up on your comfortability. You have to give up on your sleep. You have to ask yourself, what is sleep to me, metaphorically speaking? What is stopping you from answering God's call? You have to realize that you have to sacrifice when God is calling you. It could even be just, because again, God called him just once. Okay, four times. But he came and he answered once to God. And when he answered, he eventually went back to bed. So you have to know that when God calls you, he's not taking everything from you. Rather, he's giving you more. And if you notice, I'm sure when someone went back to bed, he was more relaxed because he knew he has accomplished his goal. So you have to realize that even if it's you sacrificing your money, coming here to church to arrange the chairs, coming here to practice, coming here to serve, even those watching online, coming to turn on your system early in the morning, that sacrifice will never be in vain. Amen. So next thing is that he went to his leader. And I remember when I joined this ministry, I heard the call. Many times they called me, Joel, go there. And I did go there. But to be honest, I didn't know what to do. I just went there. And I feel like sometimes when God calls you, sometimes, or when, even before God calls you, you just aimlessly answer any call. And until Samuel went to his leader, that's when the leader explained God's call to him. That's when you understood his purpose. Because mind you, Eli didn't tell Samuel exactly what to do, that, oh, I'm the one calling you. He showed him how to answer to God's call. And that's what our leaders are here for. That's why Pastor Rick is here. That's why Pastor Jennifer is here. That's why our team is here. They're here to show you how to answer the call. When I was confused in the kids' ministry team, I didn't know what to do until I went to Pastor Rick, until I went to Pastor Jen. And they showed me how to lead. They made me go through connect to grow, connect to serve, connect to lead. I went through all these classes, and they helped me. And mind you, as your leaders, we are here for you. We are here to listen to you. We are here to pray for you. In this case, you are the one talking. We are the ones listening. And I promise you, you never regret it. Amen? Amen. Then last thing he did was that he answered. And let's see how he answered. So if we go to the last verse, verse 10, it says, The Lord came and stood there calling as the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel says, Speak, for your servant is listening. And my brothers and sisters, the rest was history. And that's how Samuel knew his purpose in God. That's how Samuel knew his story in life. That's how Samuel started a wonderful journey with Christ. And don't we all want that, right? And he just said, yes. It's as simple as that. No need to sign any form. No need to perform any ritual. Just say yes to him and you never regret it. And look at how he said it. He said, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. That means he knew his position in Christ. He knew that as he's giving himself to Christ, he's submitting himself to Christ. He's giving his whole self, his whole being, his whole persona to Christ because Christ will take care of him. Christ will lead him as a parent. Christ will protect him as a parent. And that is when, my brothers, you can relax. That's when you can now go back to bed, when you have now committed and answered the call to the Lord. Then one thing I want you to also remember from this story is that although it is Sunday school basis, it will still help you for the rest of your life. And that is even in your confusion, if you don't know how to answer the call, you just have to do two things that we teach the kids every day, which is read your Bible and pray every day. Those two things will help you in life. They're going to show you God's calling. They're going to mentor you. They're going to answer your questions. 
And talking about questions, there was a question a kid asked me, which actually I didn't understand at first. He asked me, what if Samuel never answered? So that is, what if Samuel slept and never minded God, like the way we don't mind our parents when they call us, like what if he just slept through and did not do anything? And I was shocked because I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like, how do I answer that? So I just told him, you know what? Go and ask your mom. <clears throat> when your mom answers you, you come back to me and you tell me the question. But funny enough, as I told you two things, right? You read your Bible and you pray every day. So that's what I did. And not knowing that the answer was just right under my nose. And that is literally in the verse of the month that says God's gifts and God's calling are under full warranty, never cancelled and never rescinded, meaning that God's calling for you will never stop. Do you think if God could reach the fourth time, he would have stopped there? No, he would have called him the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, the eighth time, the hundredth time to someone would have answered. In fact, God loves you so much that sometimes he might physically arrest you, like the way we did with Jonah, by swallowing you directly by fish. Like, that's how intensive God's love is for you. He would do everything in his own power, which is actually a lot, to get you to say yes. So please don't get swallowed by fish. Just say yes now. So the point is, God's calling for you will never stop. He's always going to stop calling. Don't think maybe I was a teenager and I said no. Maybe I was a child and I said no. He's still calling you till now, till date, because his love, his mercies, his grace are new every morning. Every day you will have a new chance. Amen? So, yeah. I guess that is my message for today. And I would like all of us to clap our hands to the Lord as we welcome Alex. Thank you very much, Brother Joel. Thank you. Let's, let's clap for Brother Joel. So, ready for the call is the, is the topic. And over the past few weeks, we've heard about God's gift and talents that he gives to us freely. And he never takes them back. So, I would like to... to to mention to you Romans chapter 11, verse 29 again, just as a reminder. It says that God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. So some of you may be asking yourselves, is God really calling you? You know? And this brings me to the first point of today, which is also a question. Is God calling you? Now the answer to this question is yes. It's a very simple answer, and I hope that your answer to the calling is yes as well. Because everyone has a calling, but for different purposes. You all have different gifts for different purposes. And you have to know that most often when people hear the word calling, they think about spiritual, spiritual vocations. They think about being an evangelist. They think about being a preacher. They think about being a pastor. But you see, God called David to be a king, not a prophet. God called Moses to deliver the Israelites from Egypt and not to be an evangelist like Peter or a missionary like Paul, moving from city to city. So you should know that God has given you gifts and talents. He's given you strengths. He brings opportunities to you just for you, so you can operate in your space just for you. And it's very important for, for you to, to know that making yourself available to serve is one of the things that helps you to obey the calling. And I love what our pastors have said over the past few weeks. Pastor Jen said a couple of weeks ago that she wants us to have a whatever ministry. So if you don't know what you want to do, you just say, I'm available, here I am, I want to do something. And we have an expo uh, next week, I believe, and that is an opportunity for you to come and say, I'm available for whatever ministry is available. 
And while you serve, I believe that God will help you understand where he's calling you to, 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 to serve. But the thing is that you cannot obey the calling of God on your life when you do not know the gifts that you have been given. And that is why you have to pay attention to the call. So I would like to ask a simple question. How many of, how many of you here have your phone on silence right now? Okay, okay, okay. And our pastors have demonstrated this many times with, with phone calls, right, if you remember. Now, even having your phone on silence, there are, there are two main types. There's one where you put your phone on silence, no notification, no sound, nothing, okay? And then there's another one where you have vibration. So at least when the phone is around you, you can feel the vibration. Or when the phone is, you know, in a reasonable perimeter, you can feel the vibration. But you know what? When you are away from the phone, if the phone is all the way back there and I'm here, I will not feel the vibration and I will not hear the call. And that is how some of us have treated Christ. We've moved away from Christ and we can't feel the vibration when the call comes. We can't even hear when he's calling us because we've moved far away from him. And I want to tell you today, it's very important for you not to put God's call on silence. Better still, if you have it on silent, move closer so you can feel the vibration, okay? And it's important for you not to miss God's calling, so put his call on your life on loud so you can hear his calling. And some people also discover that God is calling them to do something after they listen, after they pray about it, but then they are not sure what they have to do because they don't think they are smart enough, they don't think they are eloquent enough, they don't think they are beautiful enough. And the men, they don't think they are handsome enough. But you see, God is not interested in all of that. Because as I said, he gave you specific gifts and specific talents for just your ministry. And that brings me to another point which says that God will work on you before he works through you. So I want you to imagine something. You know, I may be one of the best keyboard players in this church. And for those of you who don't know me, no, I'm not. You know, it's, it's just an example. But if I play the keyboard very well and people sing to it and I don't have a relationship with God, then I'm not fulfilling my calling. You see? So it's very important for you to have a relationship with God because that helps you to fulfill your calling. And I would like to read... Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It says that, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. You know, Gideon doubted God's call. God told him to deliver Israel from the Midianites. Insisting he was the least of the least, he said, No, God, I can't do this. Like, it's not possible for me to do this. And I would like to read to you what, what the scripture says. In Judges chapter 6, verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Have I, God, not sent you? And the same thing goes for Moses. Moses was asked to lead the Israelites from Egypt. And he also argued with God. He said he was not eloquent enough. He, didn't, he wasn't good with his word, so there's, it's not possible for him to do that. But listen to what scripture says in Exodus chapter 4, 
from verse 11 to 12. Then the Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I'll teach you what to say. And I'll have a third example, who is Jeremiah. Some of you may know the story of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called by God, and this is what he told God. He said, God, I'm, I'm too young. You know, I'm too young to be the one to speak to a rebellious nation of Israel. He said, no, he's not going to do it. And this goes to my young adults. Some of you are saying you are too young. But listen to what the Bible, the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 5 to 6. The Bible says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And then this was when Jeremiah said something. Allah, sovereign God, Jeremiah said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to him, do not say I am too young. You must go everywhere I send you and say whatever I command you to say. So friends, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that you are not too young to say yes to the calling of God. Neither are you too old to say yes to the calling of God. You know, the message we've heard over the past few weeks, ready for the call, it's not just for a certain group of people. It's for all of us. Everyone listening in the congregation right now and everyone watching us live through our various platforms, the message on the call is for all of us. And to summarize it all, God knew you in your mother's womb when he was forming you. He knew you. He created you. He gave you special gifts. He gave you special talents. And he gave you things that only you can operate in. So I want you to believe that you have been called. All you have to do is to say, here I am, Lord. Yes, here I am. Make yourself available. And in that way, God will work on you. And then he will work through you for your ministry. Thank you very much. Amen.